It's me, Roz Dresfeles. I am currently hiding out in my home, as I hope all of you are as well, um, because that's just life now. And um, I hope everybody is safe and healthy and washing your hands and helping your fellow neighbor in any way that you possibly can. I... Uh, I think this is just how we're going to be doing podcasts from now on. I promise you that I'm going to do whatever I can and um, whatever we're all capable at Starburns Audio uh, to be able to give you guys episodes every single week. And um, luckily, I have an episode today that we recorded back in the old days when you could leave your house. And this episode today is a little bit different than what you might be used to hearing on the show. We are talking about ghosts, but we're also going to be talking about true crime, which is not really something that we do on Ghosted. We usually stay pretty strictly paranormal, but I thought, you know, it might be a little bit fun to to add some true crime elements. So we have Patrick Hines from the very popular podcast, True Crime Obsessed. And he, on his show, uh, they recap actual uh, documentaries that are about true crime. And so we talk about those. And maybe we'll give you a couple of ideas for some documentaries to go watch while you are hiding out at home. But we do talk about some paranormal ones as well. And we have a very special guest that joined us. We have the director of the very successful documentary, Abducted in Plain Sight. Her name is Sky Borgman, and she joins us. And weirdly, she has a paranormal story about when they were shooting that documentary. So it's pretty cool. I also have a story that was sent to me from Alexa. Alexa says, So, I have had some sleep paralysis a couple of times in my life. And it's always occurred when I'm on my back. Told ya. I usually sleep on my stomach to avoid this because all the experiences with sleep paralysis have been terrifying. Anyways, a couple of weeks ago, I woke up in the middle of the night on my back, completely paralyzed. I instantly knew what was happening and just tried to take a few deep breaths and fall back asleep. Before I could even do that, I felt myself slowly being pulled off the bed. I didn't feel anything touching me, just the sensation of being pulled. I started freaking out and somehow got myself out of it by turning over and clenching onto my boyfriend who was asleep next to me. He woke up and I immediately said, I just had sleep paralysis, hold on to me. Him, being very sensitive to the spiritual world, understood and just wrapped himself around me and rocked me back to sleep. Aww. The rest of the night, I had very vivid nightmares and just slept very uneasy. Fast forward to about a week later. My boyfriend and I were at dinner and somehow the topic of sleep paralysis was brought up. He seemed hesitant to tell me something. Until finally he told me that the night I had that experience, he kept waking up feeling like there was a presence in the room and kept having terrible nightmares involving me. He was awoken from the nightmares to me clenching on to him after I had just had the sleep paralysis. And when he looked at the end of the bed, he saw a dark figure standing by my side. He said he didn't sleep the rest of the night and he just held me and concentrating on putting positive energy into the room until the figure disappeared. When he told me this, naturally, I freaked the fuck out and was so scared to sleep in our place again. I'm so thankful that my boyfriend was there to kind of protect me spiritually, because that wasn't the first time I felt like he helped me. Last summer, I got into a motorcycle accident, and my boyfriend was in a different town. 
After everything had happened, my boyfriend told me that he had a bad feeling all morning and had a premonition that I was going to get in an accident. He said that he concentrated on putting out good energy to protect me, which I think worked because the accident could have been so much worse. Even all the paramedics were surprised that I didn't break anything or get run over when I was laying in the road facing oncoming traffic. Anyways, the point is, I am so grateful for my guardian angel. Oh, Alexa, sounds like she's pretty lucky and you better hang on to that man. All right, on with the show. Oh my God, you guys. Um, hi. Hi. Hi, Patrick. I am, I'm late to the game, but I am fully true crime obsessed. Oh my obsessed. God. Thank you so much. I love your podcast. Oh my God. That's, a, you know, Julian and I talk all the time about how like we forget that sometimes that people listen. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> like we just sit, your studio is so nice. Ours is not this nice. <laughs> we just like sit in this hot, small room and drink bourbon and just yell at each other. Oh, it's, it's so fun though, because it's weird. I think that there's like a definite crossover between true crime and the paranormal. You oh, know, like for sure. I deal primarily with the paranormal, but I also like when I was going when I first started listening, I was going through all the documentaries that you guys um do you say recap? Is that sort Yeah, of... we say we recap true yeah. crime documentaries. Yeah. I was like, Oh my god, I've seen like almost all of these. Yeah, I know. You I mean get... everyone ha- like everyone is docu- like true crime documentary obsessed. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it, and it's it's just interesting to me that there is that parallel I mean it's maybe maybe people that like because it's kind of spooky yeah you know there's a lot of things you guys covered that are spooky we did a whole thing last Halloween not this past Halloween but the Halloween before where for like six weeks in a row we only did like spooky paranormal documentaries yes I want to talk about them yeah 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 yeah. because I always think that like paranormal like ghost stuff which is what I'm into is like sort of the sequel to the to what you're talking about like you're talking about like spooky in real life and then I'm talking about about like once, once Spooky everyone's in the afterlife. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's where I live. But so some of the um, the documentaries that you guys covered, and these are all ones that I've seen. And I was recently well, I was recently rewatching. Um, the Devil and Father Amort. Amort. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a garbage documentary, but it's like, so it was made by the guy who made The Exorcist. Well, yeah. Bill Freakin, who, yeah. he's also, I mean, I love some of his work. I mean, he also did, have you ever seen Cruising? Yeah, the gay documentary from the seventies, the movie with Al Pacino. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. directed Cruising. Oh my God, I didn't. You guys like that's like a historic gay movie. Uh, no, I can do you even one better. Yeah. He also did the Boys in the Band. He did. Yes. I, I would have been way nicer to him if I had known that. You guys, Boys in the Band is like um, played by a guy named Matt Crowley from like the seventies, pre-AIDS. That was such a sem- sensation that they yeah. turned it into a movie and like. These gays are unrecognizable to like today's gays, yeah. but it is, and it just had a revival on Broadway, and they filmed that. They're making that into a, like a new version of it. Yeah. Anyway, I could go on about the gay history stuff for forever. Yeah, I but, love that. Yeah, the thing about the devil and so okay, you've seen the devil and Father Amort. I have. You have to tell me what you think about. <laughs> did they enhance the sounds of her during her exorcism? To me, it sounds like okay. So this documentary, for anyone that has not seen it, it's basically okay. So the director of The Exorcist is trying to... Uh, he does the whole thing and the staircase from The Exorcist. It's like, we get it. You yes. made it. We know. <laughs> Which I'm a huge fan of The Exorcist same, as well. Same. And I come from the Catholic Church as a kid. Same. And so that kind of stuff... I like, was an altar boy. Oh my God. Yeah. See, I skipped that somehow. I was in the <laughs> choir though. The, I was in the choir. That was my first time lip syncing because I could not sing. <laughs> but my choir did a trip to um, New York City. And so... And I grew up in Michigan. Oh and so God. I knew that if I was in the choir every day, I could do the trip to New York City so uh, I was lip syncing in the background yes girl yeah. lip syncing for your life as for they my say. life truly <laughs> um, for that bus pass to New York City to see Wicked wait you took a bus we took a bus from Michigan to New York we saw Wicked and Hairspray oh my god what an amazing tr- that's the gayest trip I've ever heard of Catholic Church it really was wow. yeah all Catholic school anyway yeah. so, <laughs> so this movie borders on Wicked in many ways hang um, on wait your Catholic Church took you to see Hairspray well Catholic school even um, crazier I know interesting that's huh? like Harvey Firestein in Drag the whole did they know that 
Yeah, but you know, but this was you know, which is not that long ago. It's probably eleven years ago. But even yeah. then, it was like, yeah, it's fun. It's just a man dressed up as a lady. <laughs> as I'm like taking notes over here, like you can make a career off of this. <laughs> Amazing. So, um, yeah. So the the exorcism and and dev, devils and demons, like yeah. that's something that, as much as I try to act like, I'm just like, oh, it's all fake. Like it, it they're still in me. Like I it's know. still, I know, deep down in there. I'm like, that shit's real. I know. I'm the. Sa- I'm totally the same way. I'm totally like I was telling Sky and all my friends. Like I'm staying at the W Hotel in Hollywood, oh which is so different than what I thought it was going to be. Like fancy. It's like scary. It is looks it? like what I imagined the Hotel Cecil. Not like not like because it's like 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 gross or anything. It's just big and scary. And I've been sleeping with all the lights on. Well, I've been in both places. I've been in that hotel and the Hotel Cecil, and I will tell you, it is I'm not far the cry. Hotel Cecil. <laughs> it just, I feel like I'm the only one on my floor, and like the ghosts are going to come and get me for sure. Are there ghosts in the W Hotel? I don't know. It feels like the hotel from The Shining. It's just huge, and those hallways go on for forever. Oh, yeah. Now, that's creepy. I stayed in a ha- uh, haunted historic hotel this weekend in San Francisco with long oh, wow. hallways, and it's yes. like you can just, in your mind, start seeing two little twin girls yeah, holding like, hands. I'm the only one on this floor, I'm sure of it, and yeah. I'm going to die here. Definitely. Yeah. The, well, Hotel Cecil, which is... <gasps> is there going to be a documentary about that? I haven't heard of it, but I hope that there is. I feel like I have given money to Kickstarters that told me <laughs> that they were going to get to the bottom of what happened to Elisa Lamb. I know. So, going back to the, the, the devil and father Amort. Yes. Okay, so he's this... He's Is he like the head... Exorcist of, Father Amort yeah yeah of he the was Vatican. like the head exorcist of the Vatican exactly which like the Vatican I think they would they were saying that like we don't actually that doesn't really exist but it did and it was this guy okay so they have him uh, basically it's interesting because the documentary is so much of footage of one specific exorcism where right. he's doing giving an exorcism to this woman and she is screaming a lot and it is like an echoey there's a part of it it sounds like they added like a monster sound because yes. it, so i kept saying like our episode of true crime obsessed where we talk about this we're like it, it is completely irresponsible if it, they enhance that sound and they don't tell us that because if they didn't enhance that sound this bitch was possessed Oh, yeah. And the devil was coming out of her. I know. It's very strange. It's a metallic... It sounds like... I mean, it sounded like a sound effect from a monster movie. I just find that so irresponsible if you're making documentaries and you're doctoring them in that way. You have to... This is why I thought it was such a garbage documentary because it could... Like, if that sound is real, she was possessed. If it wasn't real and they didn't tell us, it's all a garbage documentary. Yeah, it really is. And who will know? Who will ever know? I know. Well, because I listened to three specific paranormal ones that you covered and um, another one that I listened to... The Zach Baggins one? (laughs) Demon House. He plywooded himself into that house. Oh my... It's Demon House, right? Demon House, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. get that one confused with Hell House. Okay, Demon oh, House. Yeah. Um, I okay, it's I've, so ridiculous. I found it scary when I watched it, but <laughs> you guys definitely point out some things that make me like. You guys in this movie, they so th- this is the the house that they call like the most haunted house in America, right? Sure. And in this house, a family reported that their like six year old son. You guys, I'm. Th- I mean, this literally walked up the wall, yeah. like parallel to the floor, walked up the wall, and like this is bonkers. And then, so so like they move out of the house because everyone's possessed and everyone's from the devil. And Zach Baggins buys it because, of course, that's what she does. And then he goes to the hospital, and then the hospital workers are like, "Oh yeah, we saw him walk up the wall too." Like it's what? Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. There's there's a lot of things. I just imagine it has to be really hard to make a documentary about paranormal stuff if you're not capturing it on film because you still have to I make a movie. I don't think Zach and, Packins is that good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to. It say. is scary though because like they go down to the basement, which is like where the hell stuff was coming from, and they're like digging up the floor, and it's kind of scary. But then they never find anything, and then they've got those like Ghostbusters machines. Yeah. They're like it only the machine only makes sense to the guy who owns it. You well, know what I mean. This whole thing is actually bringing up something that I just remembered. I got full on bamboozled by a documentary that I thought was a documentary called The Black 
Blackwell ghost. Did you ever hear about this one? Never heard of it. Okay, well, because it's... Okay, so it's on Amazon. <laughs> Sometimes I'm the kind of person that I go to Amazon and I I see documentaries in theaters. Like yeah, I'm same, a documentary same. person. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go to the documentary section and just scroll through and see what we got. Yeah. And the, uh, the paranormal ones, there's a lot that are like pretty uh, not great. But yeah. there are there was this one that is called the Blackwell Ghost, and I saw it, and it has the spooky picture of this woman on the cover, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in. Here's my 3.99 Amazon Prime. Exactly. Yeah. So actually, I think it was free. The first one the first one's on the house and then there's like five other ones so i put it on and i'm like this is the scariest thing ever it's this man he goes to this haunted house and he's full-on filming everything he's got cameras set up and and it's terrifying so then i'm like i'm gonna google this there's like no information about any of this it's all maybe it is i don't think it's real (laughs) look it up (laughs) look it up for yourself it's called the blackwell ghost there's like five sequels you better believe i bought all of them (laughs) I want it to be real. And like at the end of the day, I want this all to be real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, because, okay, so I've listened to three paranormal documentaries that you guys covered, and it seems like all of them you think are fake. What's the other one? So we did... The third one was, oh, my Amityville Horror, which is another one I've seen. Yeah. Which... Well, that guy's a mess. The the guy, the it's the, I know. told from the point of view of the kid who was like the youngest kid in the Amityville horror family. Yes, and he seems like he seems like somebody you don't want to run into at a bar. Like he no. seems scary. Well, it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. Now that one, I'm very conflicted on because there's lots of uh, there's been many. Uh, critiques on the the Amityville case. Like that family, the Lutz family, um, many people have said have kind of, you know, hoaxed the whole thing and no one knows what's real. I mean, some really terrible shit happened in that house. I mean, like, before the Lutz has moved in there, obviously, like, one of the the kid of that family went and killed the whole family. So, like, if a place is going to be haunted, that would make some sense to me. Definitely. The problem with what the Lutzes did was that they were like, it's demons coming from the basement. And like, you yeah. know, of all the families that have lived in that house since, everyone's like, no, it's fine, girl. Like, yeah, we're good. Yeah, everything's okay in here. Yeah. You know, and we actually, when I was younger, we drove, we like rented a car and drove out to look at the house. Cool. The neighbors on the street don't like it when you do that. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. But I mean, you know, the thing about the Amityville Horror House is that it's like, it, you know, it's on like a half acre lot. Like it's, you know, 15 feet on either side is like the next. It's just a little neighborhood. Yeah. So you're kind of like, well, if demons were coming out of the basement, don't you think like the neighbors would have seen something? Yeah. I wonder if I I need it's been quite a few years since I've gone deep into the Amityville case. But I wonder what the neighbors had to say about this. Yeah. Where are the neighbors? Where's like, you know, where's Martha from next door who, you know, like, I mean, it's, you know, it it just it's one like, again, I want it to be real. Not that I want these people to like suffer or whatever, but like, I want to believe these people well but here's the thing where i get real conflicted is that queen lorraine warren but um so yeah it's very interesting because like she did take that photo of the little boy ghost in that house yeah and which they talk about in that documentary and yeah. it's like again it makes sense to me that the house would be haunted like i mean some yes. horrible shit happened there it's just like to the extent that like i mean if it's really true what this kid says in the amityville my amityville horror like they moved in and were sleeping on the bloody mattresses of like the murdered family that had oh, like just God. moved out or you know moved out moved out to heaven as i said in the podcast well, either way, I find it very interesting to see the um, the after effects of somebody that grew up, not even maybe in an incredibly haunted house, but also in like the crazy media storm of just being like a normal person that like all of a sudden there's yeah. a movie about your house. And, and the like, dad, like the George Lutz or whatever, seemed like a total garbage dad. Like, yeah. I, and, you know, this kid was like running away from the time he was like 11. Like yeah. he 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 definitely has some serious, I think, mental health issues. Well, I'm sure. I mean, if you're seeing a pig with wolf teeth and laser <laughs> eyes in right. the middle of the night. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> so, what are your beliefs? Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah, I mean, I I do. I definitely do. I mean, I'm one of those people who like you know, I like I don't believe in the Bible, but I believe in God. You know, mm-hmm. I'm 
like I believe that Jesus was like a real person, but like not the way that most people think he was. Yeah. And like so when it comes to that sort of thing, like I, I sort of walk my own path with my belief systems. And so I definitely believe in ghosts. I I certainly feel like I've had paranormal experiences. I was really? just Yeah, I was telling the, the crew outside before that when I forgot this. When I was a kid, I had real serious like psychic dreams. Really? I had like premonitions of Meaning things. Meaning what? Um, I'm trying to remember now, but like I, dumb things from like I would be singing a song and then it would be the next song that would come on the radio, like little oh, okay. things like that. To um, I used to like have conversations with my dead grandparents who I never met, like my mom's parents, really? who my mom would be like, "Yeah, my mom totally used to say that," like things like that. And then I I would see things like I I I would like especially I, you know I was saying I used to have out of body experiences a lot and really? this is like it, it, I I definitely had the sleep paralysis thing mm-hmm. and some like out like out of body experiences when I was young when I was like uh, you know when I was like I don't know middle school aged and I hated it I mean like I really really hated it I thought it was terrifying I definitely felt in tune into like things that people couldn't see and I remember talking to my mom about it and my mom is a lesbian but she was also very is, my mom's still with us thank thank, thank the lord and she was also very you know was also very religious and my mom used to say to me like if you don't want this you have to like pray to make it go away like because it will mm. only get stronger and I remember being like 11 and 12 years old and going to bed at night and praying like I don't want this I don't want to see ghosts I don't want to feel things I don't mm. want to like know things or have like c- like dream conversations with my dead grandparents and it went away I mean like like I haven't felt like that I mean I certainly have moments of like um where I can sort of like feel a, a, an energy in a room or whatever mm-hmm. um but as far as like leaning into the like you know out of body sleep paralysis sort of like seeing things I mean I remember one time I was taking a nap this was when I was in like eighth grade and I remember I woke up and I couldn't move. I was completely paralyzed, but mm. I was awake. And I saw like an old woman floating in the corner of my room and like a, ch- like a chair, like a chair with nobody in it. And it was The like, chair was also floating? The chair was also floating. And it was very like, I mean, and I remember being l- truly paralyzed. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I was like, is this just what life is now? Like, am I just like living in a horror show? Now, what was this woman doing? Just staring at you? No, she didn't. It wasn't paying any attention to me. She was wearing like period clothes, like from like, I don't like, I, she was like a, like a big woman wearing like, a, you know, clothes I would associate with like the 1800s. Totally. And, uh, it was. I've literally never told this to anybody. Oh, and exclusive! Exclusive. <laughs> Jillian is listening right now. She's like, "Bitch, shut up." Um, <laughs> but like, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, that's one of my strongest memories. I have another. But how did that end? I think that I probably went back to sleep and woke up. I mean, like that's kind of how I remember it. Oh like, my god. Yeah. That eight eighteen hundreds is like prime ghost fashion. God, like, what do they want? I feel Just I, be dead, you guys. I know. Like that sounds to me like the the quintessential central casting ghost lady. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Like a totally. Victorian dress or something. Yeah. It was big and blue and it was like billowy and she was like a big heavy woman. I just remember it like her floating in the corner and like I could see her clear as I'm seeing you. Did you um do you, so do you have sleep paralysis still? No. Of course, you, I will tonight in the fucking terrifying W oh, Hotel. No. But <laughs> Do you sleep on your back or on your stomach? That's my um, question. I used to sleep on my back, and after I got married, my husband is a stomach sleeper, and I was like, oh, that looks fun. Yeah. So now I'm like a, I'm kind of like an all-over-the-place sleeper. This is great. You're helping out my case, because I always say that sleep paralysis, I believe, because I've heard this, uh, happens on your back. This was for sure on my back. I remember, I remember being on my back. Ooh, yeah. spooky. You guys, don't sleep on your back. It's going to kill you. So I'm saying, but you get wrinkles on your face, so I choose the wrinkles. Uh, my face, look, my face was never my moneymaker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was your other ghost story? You had another one? Yeah, when I was a real, so this one's kind of crazy. When I was a, like, when I was probably nine or, no, maybe I was older than that. I was probably 10 or 11. My younger brother and I shared a room and I, from where our beds were, I could see the top of the stairs in the hallway. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and this like old woman in a nun's habit, just like a, a, like materialized excuse me, at the top of the stairs and she walked into the room and I sat up 
And she like motioned for me to like lie back down and she sat on my brother's bed and started petting his hair. Ew. I know. But it wasn't scary. It was just kind of like, oh, this is happening. And I went back to bed and the next morning I woke up and I told my mother about it. And yeah. she's like, wow, like what other details do you remember? And, you know, whatever. And then a few days later, this is the weirdest part because my mom was always reading like spiritual books and like sort of like that sort of like weird sort of thing. I walked into my mom's room and on her desk, she had a book and there was oh, the woman's face that I had seen in my room was on the cover of this book. And, my, and I told my mother and my mother went white and she's like, that's the death crone. What? It was a book about the death crone, whatever the hell that is. And my mom was terrified for days that my brother was going to die. Wait, what's the death crone? Sh- apparently it's like the lady version of the Grim Reaper. No way. I guess. So did anybody die? Like- no, nobody died. We're all still here. Interesting. What if I was like, well, actually, a week later, my brother was hit by a bus. No, I, I know. <laughs> I was afraid of um, Wait, okay. So this is... Uh, Wait, the crone goddess? I wonder if that's the same thing. I'm trying to Google this right now. The death crone. I don't know. That's what I just remember my mother saying the death crone. Um, so how did you know it was a ghost? Because I remember she like, well, she, it was either a ghost or a robber. <laughs> like who else would have like somehow like this old lady broke into my house in the middle of the night. You know yeah. what I mean? And I guess I just knew that it was a ghost because I wasn't scared. I... I just like I I she didn't speak um and it just felt ghostly. But did she look like you and I right now like Yeah, but like an old old woman. Like imagine like Sophia from the Golden Girls. Oh okay. So she did look like me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ringer. <laughs> Wait, uh describe this drag ensemble that I'm wearing for the for the listeners at home. Okay, so you're wearing so you have a bouffant what I would describe as a bouffant hairstyle. Yeah, I would say that. Purple. Uh-huh. And it's in like a sort of a French twist. I love it. Thanks. The dress is sequin. It looks like it's it looks Looks like you would be hot in it. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I'm sweating. Lots of back sweat. Do you call that a petticoat? Um, I call it a petticoat because uh, it causes lots of problems. Yeah, so yeah she's yeah. petty. <laughs> yeah, and the bustle. I don't even know how you're sitting right now. Well, you know, it's one of uh, America's greatest uh, mysteries. <laughs> But I do love the color. It's bedazzled within an inch of its life. Yeah, thank you. You're oh welcome. my god. Wait, speaking of mysteries and and um, you know, just uh abductions and uh-huh. and wild and crazy things. I want to talk about abducted in plain sight. Who doesn't? Why why isn't everybody always talking about that? I know. I I I watched it when it first came out and then I was kind of refreshing about it and Do we have more details about it? Yeah. So with Sky Borgman, the director of the film, we made a a podcast called Obsessed with Abducted in Plain Sight. Amazing. And yeah, we have more details. We also have Sky here. We also have the fabulous Sky Borgman is with us. Should we bring her in? Yeah, let's bring her in. All right. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to bring back the director of Abducted in Plain Sight, Sky Borgman. Guys here. Hi, Sky. Hi. Okay, so what are we talking about on um, the new podcast? Well, so Obsessed with Abducted in Plain Sight, sort of what happened was Sky and I met. We covered Abducted in Plain Sight on True Crime Obsessed, obviously. Mm-hmm. Sky and I became friends afterwards, and we were like at a bar one night in New Orleans, and she was, I was just asking, I was talking her ear off about it, and she was telling me all of these stories that got left out, plot lines they didn't use. You know, I was asking about Jan and how she was now, and I was, of course, screaming my head off about the parents. Yeah. And she was sort of telling me all this stuff, and I was like, well... There's so much here. There's so much more to the story. Yeah. And to like how everybody involved in the story has been handling the movie being out. We need to make a podcast about this. Totally. Yeah. So for a refresher for people, I feel like everyone probably saw it, but for anyone that didn't, what's like the the main story? I mean, basically it's about a little girl who was abducted by the family's best friend and neighbor twice. <laughs> basically. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty simple story. I know. And it was in the seventies, right? It was in the seventies. So, Which, I mean, I was not really around in the 70s. I was. But I feel like a lot of people tell me, like, oh, that's how it was. You would just go over to a neighbor's house and, like, it was no big deal. You get kidnapped two, three times, you're fine. You end up in Mexico. I mean, like, you did go. Like, we would be outside playing all the time and go to neighbor's houses and doing all of that in the 70s. And so, yeah, that's normal. But getting abducted twice 
really isn't. Not no. But you know, the thing, we've been talking about this a lot today, is that like, they were also Mormons, and I think that because they were in such a tight-knit community, there was inherently more trust there. That well, makes sense. part of the faith, too. I mean, yeah. you know, I think there's something in the whatever religious book they have, you know, that yeah. says, trust people, the forgive people. The book of Mormon, <laughs> hello! <laughs> Um, oh, that's right. You're also a Broadway guy. Yeah. Queen, yeah. <laughs> yes. But also, we shouldn't forget that they were like meticulously groomed by this predator monster. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, and it's so str- oh, Yeah, he came in and he was just like, he saw their little chinks and he yeah. directly went after those chinks. Yeah. Yeah, and he also um, was trying to blackmail the parents. I remember there was like a kind of a gay sex scene of yeah, some totally. sort. <laughs> yeah, there was a handy for sure. There, there was a handy in a car. <laughs> there was a handy in a car, and then he tried to use it against the guy, I remember. Well, so yeah, I mean, he had affairs. Well, he had an affair with Jan's mom. I'm yep. telling the plot of your movie. Go ahead. <laughs> and then he had like a sexual encounter or two with Jan's dad. And then when... when he got, came back from the first kidnapping. God, I've watched your movie 700 times. I'm like, you're doing really well. I know. When like, the FBI drags him back from Mexico after the first kidnapping, his wife, Garbage Gale, comes over and says, like, Garbage if you Gale. press charges, we will... Like we will expose the quote dirty laundry between you and my husband, like the the dads, the gay stuff in the seventies. Yeah, and so they get them the Birchtolds get the Brobergs to sign affidavits saying they Jan went willingly. We knew where she was. It was fine with us. We have every right to keep this within our family. So he took her to Mexico to get married, right? When she and was they like, did get married. Right? They did get married. We think they got married. I mean, they came back with a marriage certificate, and then the parents gave it to the FBI, and then. The FBI never made a copy. The parents never made a copy. So we could never really find it anywhere. But apparently they got married in Mexico. Here's a point of confusion I've had. Mm. Did so. And we were talking about this in another thing earlier today that like, be, how do we say this? Like, did they did. The, is there any world in which the parents actually gave consent for the marriage in Mexico? I, I don't think so. I okay. mean, you know, again, it's like, who really knows? Yeah. But um, I mean, we are dealing with a faith that older men marrying younger women isn't completely outside of the Uh, norm. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, you know, but it has happened before and it depends on, you know, I mean, all of your LDS will talk about the fundamental LDS, those Warren Jeffs in the world. And they will say that they are not the same. They're not the same thing, right? Two very different sort of ideologies. And so, you know, but it's also living in close proximity to that. So maybe it wasn't so unusual that an Uh, older man would be marrying a younger girl. Yeah. But still, even if that is normal. No, yeah. It's not normal. Oh, by the way, guys, yes, it's not no, 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 I get what you're no. saying, though. Here at True Crime Obsessed, we condone underage marriage. I don't know <laughs> stop, if you guys stop. know this. <laughs> um, so, what what are some like? Can you give us like a little a little peek of like some things that you'll be talking about on the podcast? Well, we asked Jan her thoughts on whether or not her dad is gay. And oh, I, so you, straight you had her on the podcast? Yeah. For sure. Wow. Like we brought her in. We did a big, long, like six hour long conversation with. So because, yeah, there was a moment her dad very like nonchalantly. Well, I shouldn't say that, but he he confessed like in this documentary that he had this experience. It's kind of like that fire documentary where the guy, the fire fire, yeah, yeah, where yeah. he talks about like the blowjob scene or whatever. Like uh, Andy King, I know that guy. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I mean, like he was like, I could talk about this for forever, but yeah, okay. in an act of <laughs> masturbation. It's it's so interesting that how he just like confesses that like I know. Uh, in the documentary. Well, but, he'd never talked about it really yeah. before. I mean, and I think honestly, I think that this whole sort of situation that we were in, where he was kind of sitting there, we had a camera rolling, we were hanging on his every word. You know, it's such a different thing because you're talking to somebody and nobody's kind of cutting you off or saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, you're telling me this story. I'm going to tell you my right. story." You know, but you've got these people who are sitting there behind the camera just listening and being quiet. And uh-huh. I really, really think that it was very cathartic for him he'd never really talked to his family about the details like they knew something had happened but they weren't sure what exactly and in fact a lot of them kind of talk about after the fact watching the documentary and going I have more information now than I've ever had about what happened like his own children were saying that yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and Marianne too I mean he'd never really talked to his wife about it and then she asked him about it the night either the night after his interview or maybe the night after her interview when we were there, she'd asked him, you know, what did you talk about? What did you tell them? And he kind of gave her a few more details. But then even watching the film, I think, was a revelation for a lot of them. And 
Oh, sorry. Was when the bad guy's wife, Gail, right? Yeah, which Gail? When she, I know you don't like it when I say that, but it's my favorite thing. When she went to have them sign the affidavits to be like, we're going to blackmail you. Did she, she? So she didn't say, like, in front of the wife, like, we're going to tell that your man hooked up with my man in a Yo, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, maybe not in a car or maybe not which direction anything went. I mean, she definitely knew that something had happened and that Bob was hugely emotional about it. And look, there's the blackmail, there's a like signing, but what we didn't talk about really is this emotional blackmail. I mean, mm-hmm. they're saying your husband, regardless of if it's a man or a woman, has cheated on you. Yeah. Big time bad, bad, bad. And that he did it with a man, even more bad, bad, bad and embarrassing. Yeah. And so all of a sudden these parents are like going, is our marriage going to break up? Is my husband gay? The husband, Bob's saying, am I gay? And they're thinking about their own dramas and completely not thinking about their little girl. Oh, so it's such so a manipulative evil. thing to kind of go and say, I need to make you feel shame and I need to make you feel shame, yep. as much shame as I can come up with, so that I can kind of go and secretly go off with your daughter. Monster. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of stuff. Like there's a whole subplot that was left out of the film about uh, Birch Told, the kidnapper, going to Mexico and trying to adopt a little girl from there. That got cut from the film. We oh have my God. all of that in the in the An podcast. audio recording. Like audio, audio of yeah. the bad guy saying this. Like his audio journals from the 70s that were recovered by the FBI that Sky and her team were able to get, which wow. is just unbelievable. And when did it's he so die? Uh, he died in like 2000, I'm going to say four or five, something oh, okay. around in there. Yeah. Wow. We, there's also, we have tape of Gail, the wife. She did audio journals too, and we have her in the podcast. Oh my God. I know. It's this crazy. insane. And is it out already? Yeah. All four episodes are available to binge right this second. Amazing. Wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to ask you, Sky, as a director of documentaries, so how do you feel about if someone was doing a paranormal documentary and they made it fake, you know, they doctor it a little bit. Did you hear what we were talking about earlier? Yeah, 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 I totally did. So it is it is somewhat unethical, I think, you know, yeah. to do that. It's, it's interesting because I think that you have certain sort of tools at your fingertips that you can help kind of create the drama. But I think like the drama that you were talking about, like augmenting or enhancing a voice or a monster voice or in creepy a, stuff. In an exorcism. In a documentary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is like, yeah, I think you do have to sort of say, look, this is this not is real. not real. Because uh, I will say it until I die. I'm getting as mad as I was when we covered it on TCO. <laughs> if that sound really came out of her, she was possessed. Yeah. She was absolutely. Oh, definitely. De- and, and the devil was like, bitch, I'm coming out. Like, And they, they presented it to us as if, yes, that is what happened. Yes. Yeah. She is possessed. And here's the cl- the footage. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Because it sounds but also. But what if she's really possessed? Well, that's. I know. Right, right. <laughs> the only thing is that it sounds exactly like any monster demon possession sound that you've heard in any fake, like, actual narrative yes. movie. So it's like. I don't know. But here's my question also about possessions in in, like these documentaries that I see like that. So that is specifically like a Catholic church kind of possession that they're Only Catholics get possessed, by the way, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Only happens to Catholics. This is sort of what I'm wondering. Because I think that there are other there are other Christian religions that do sort of, you know, where they put the hands on the people and like I don't know what exactly is going on if that is possession. But what I'm wondering is why is that only like I don't hear about that very much in America. I mean, like there's been a couple of famous cases and like the one that inspired the exorcist movie but yeah it seems like by the way there's an article in weird magazine about the a guy who tracks down the little boy that the exorcist is actually made up made, made about as an adult as an adult and oh, wow. it, this article i like read it once a year you just google like weird w-e-i-r-d magazine um the exorcist and it'll it's like this amazing investigative piece. it's unbelievable okay cool yeah but yeah i'm just saying like I, they talk about in that documentary like thousands of exorcisms that this man has done and I I don't hear about that very much in America. No, and I think because I think that you know, my takeaway on that whole thing was like, I think that people can believe that they are possessed. I think that people who are deeply religious can be made to believe that they are so bad that Mm -hmm. they have to be possessed in order to have done whatever the people around them are saying they have done that have made them so bad. Like, this is my problem with organized religion in general, is how powerful and manipulative it can be. I get that for some people it's not that at all, and it it is really enriching to their lives. 
lives. But like, I'm sorry, this exorcism shit is bullshit. And like, I'm not saying that people can't be possessed, but like, only the cat, only Catholics, and typically women who are like, and it's so upsetting if you watch the exorcism. They are forcibly holding this woman down and hitting her. Yeah, it's horrible to watch. Yeah, it is rough. Oh my god, I'm getting so mad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sky, do you have paranormal experiences? Well, so so one thing, like when I was thinking about it in terms of just sort of coming on this podcast, there was something that happened while we were shooting Abducted in Plain Sight. Really? That was kind of creepy and really weird. So we went to the house that the Brobergs had lived in when all of this abuse happened. Right? Okay. Brobergs they, are the good people, right? The, good, the parents, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and they don't live there anymore. They sold the house. Somebody bought the house and they were renting it out. So the people who were currently living there had moved in and their little girl, I mean, she was like one or two years old, was in Jan's bedroom, like the bedroom that Jan had been in where all of this abuse had happened. So crazy. It's really, really yeah. creepy. And where and is this like, again? In Pocatello, Idaho. Okay. So she's living or sleeping in this bedroom and the mom's talking about, yeah, she just, you know, for the first two or three weeks, she was really upset. She was crying. She wouldn't go to sleep. And she was talking about this bad man that would appear in the corner. <gasps> And he would be dressed all in white. And I was like, oh, my God, Birch Told was always dressed in white. Oh, my God, that's one thing they said in their interviews is Birch Told always wore, yes, wore this white suit. And she was like, there's a bad man. There's a bad man. And so the mom was sleeping, like would put a mattress down and sleep next to her. Just get out of that bedroom. I know. I know. You're staying in the wrong bedroom, Mom. But then I'm like, so what happened? What? How did he go away? And her dad, who was like a bishop in the Mormon church, gave her a blessing. And that made him go away. See, say what we want. That shit seems to work. I know. I know. Ghosts don't like I, it. I know. <laughs> I totally agree. So, yeah. okay, but did they know about the history of that house no. at that time? At that time, they didn't. I'm not entirely certain when they knew the history of the house, but it was before we came along and asked them about it. Like, they had sort of put it together with the Brobergs and all of that. And then Jan was there with us and Marianne, the mom, was there with us, and they were kind of talking about things. Things, and they'd kind of all put it together and they're like, oh, that's Jan's bedroom and all of that. <gasps> yeah. So they didn't have all this knowledge and sort of, you know, created this whole scenario uh, in their head. It's like Birch told this bastard can't just be dead. He's got to come back and haunt the bedroom. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. got unfinished business, I'm for sure. sure. <laughs> for sure. That's yeah. a, that story is a great crossover for what we're talking about here with your podcast and this podcast. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Because I remember thinking about it just going, we were so freaked out by this by this story. Yeah. And then I went back and I was like listening to it, to the interview that I have and all the footage that's in this big hard drive, you know. And I was like, oh, and I just got chills again because it's so creepy. Yeah. God. Do you guys want to listen to ghost voices? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes, yes. It's time for EVPs. Or EV please. <laughs> Do you know what an EVP is? No, I don't. Okay. It's electronic voice phenomenon. Oh, okay. So it's when they capture a ghost speaking on camera or with a digital recorder. And I like to go to YouTube. I find people's um, EVPs. And I want you guys to guess what they believe this ghost is saying. Mm, okay. Now, I wanted to get New York ghosts, um, but Ooh. I've used a, pretty much all the New York ghosts up on YouTube. Um, I found some video from Huff Paranormal, who is a YouTube channel that just like, they are like EVP royalty. They are just like posting EVPs nonstop left and right. Yes, ma'am. And they get tons of views. Um, but <laughs> this one was, I can't really tell where this video is. It's kind of unclear. The, the word NYC was in the title, but this seems to... I, I can't really tell where okay. this was. It was too much work for me. <laughs> uh, but it's it's in a video... Um, at least these EVPs were taken in a hotel room. Later, he walks around the streets of New York and he hears ghost voices. Okay, wait. So I'm so scared. I'm scared. Um, well, okay. For, tell me what you think this ghost is saying. Okay. I want you. It's a lot of like fuzz. Sorry, I should have warned you. Um, but you can hear in the back. Just if you really get this focus in. Or I like you. I can only hear I want you or I like you. I want you or I like you. Yeah. That's all I ever hear. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Is it A, you're not my wife? (gasps) What what scenario would that be? (laughs) You're not my wife. (laughs) B, sure, girl, tonight. (laughs) C, 
turn off the lights, or D, turn down for what? You know, Lil John. <laughs> Wait, can we hear it again? Yeah. Turn off the light. That's what they think it is. Turn off the light. Let's listen again. Oh my I god! I, I, how am I supposed to go back? I, how am I going to sleep in my creepy hotel room tonight? Well, Patrick's staying at the W. That's a creepy so hotel. So I don't <laughs> think that that's a creepy hotel. I can lead you in the direction of some creepy I know. hotels. Yeah. Wait, I do want to talk about the Cecil Hotel, but wait, let's talk. Let's do one more EVP. Okay. This one, um, same video. Uh, now. This to me sounds pretty clear, and he says that the there was no TV on. The hotel didn't even have a TV. So what does this say? Oh, and this was also at the W Hotel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's listen to it. We'll do it again. I need you to go. I need you to go. What do you think? Can you do it again? Yeah. I need, to, I need to go. I need to go. Yeah. And you said what? I need you to go. I need you to go. Okay. Is it A, I made him go, B, make it go, C, two birds, one stone, <laughs> or D, I'm staying at the W? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely D. D. I'm going to go with I made him go. I made him go. I made him go. I made yeah. him go. That sounds like very clear. Yeah. Um, okay. Wait. Let's talk about the Cecil Hotel. Um, so, do you know about this place? No. Okay. Oh, Sky, you're in for yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 They need to make a documentary about it. They but, do. So basically, I first heard about it when a lot of people heard about it was because there was Alyssa Lamb. Alyssa Lamb. Yeah. Yes. So this woman was found in the water tank on the the roof of this old Depression era hotel Where? in downtown Los Angeles. Less, oh, okay. Oh, you could go see it after yeah. this if you want. Yeah, yeah. And uh, basically, there's a lot of unclear things because no one knows how she got in there. No one knows if it was suicide. No one knows if some foul play or paranormal. Yeah. Um, but people started complaining that the water tasted like bodies. Or yeah. toss, it tasted what, weird. What does that taste like? And it was I mean, like, like brown. <laughs> the water was like discolored. It was like yeah. tasting gross. And then, so they went up in the water tank and they found her. Okay. Yeah. But that place in particular has had d- maybe dozens of deaths and suicides and murderers living there. But there's more to that story because the other thing about it is there's the security footage of her <gasps> in the elevator. Yes. So she's in the elevator and she's doing, I mean, you have to look this up. It's so crazy. It's so creepy. She's like in the elevator and she's like hiding. And then she like looks out. And then she hides. Yeah. And then like, is she alone out. in the elevator? She's alone. She's in alone. The elevator. It looks like she's reacting to something that is not there. Now she also was uh, mentally ill, and so. But she was like on vacation. She was like she was well enough to be able to travel by herself yes. to Los Angeles. It was all very mysterious. Yeah. So no one knows. But I do know that. So okay, a lot of people have jumped out of the windows, and in fact, one time somebody jumped out of a window and landed on someone that was walking down uh, the street. And that's they both my died. worst fear in New York, by the way. I'm always looking up. Yeah, that's some. Um, Asshole is like today's the day, and they're taking me with him. Oh God, no! <laughs> um, so th- basically, uh, what I was gonna say is there is a photo that somebody took that uh, of a window there that uh, from the outside that appears to be a ghost jumping out of a window. Oh my God. I'll post it in our Facebook group, Ghosted by Ross Dressfellas. But um, yeah, look it up. It's so okay. spooky. One of the things I've heard about the Cecil Hotel is that like, if you get in the elevator and you take, you you travel in the elevator in a certain sequence, the doors will open and you'll be in another dimension. <gasps> yeah, Ooh. I know. What's the sequence? You know? I don't know. I think you can find it. It's yeah. like, it's online somewhere, but it's like, they say that that's what she was trying to do, was she was like trying to like take the elevator in a certain sequence. Well, that place is definitely a building with bad juju. Like there it's not is, called Cecil anymore, I think, right? They tried to rebrand it to a place called Stay on Main, but it still has like that old brick like painted on the building. It says Cecil Hotel oh, on it. Oh, wow. Now, I want to... I, last I heard, it was... This is pretty recent. It was like not open. Um, I don't know. They're just constantly trying to be like, no, that not doesn't us. happen. <laughs> Why that embrace happen it? Like embrace I it, know. right? You would yes. think. You're that... not going to run away from it. No, so. totally. Yeah. yeah. But because um, also like um, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez lived there uh, when he was doing some murders. Wow. There, were some, there was another murderer that was killing women that lived there. It's, Have you been there? Well, 
this one night, I was like, this is very me. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do tonight. Let's go someplace spooky. So I called up my friend and I was like, let's just like go and see what's up. Because from what it sounds like, ladies are just going into the water tanks. So they won't <laughs> notice that we don't stay there. So let's right. just go in. Yeah. So we like walked in and I'd already seen the video of her in the elevator and everything. And the people, there was just people, you know, that work there in the lobby and they just kind of looked at us and like whatever. And we just acted like we, we stayed here and we uh-huh. went into the elevator and we it was so surreal. You to, went into the yes, elevator? because I've seen that video so many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And I'm in the elevator going up, and we were just like, let's just go to like the highest floor and then walk around. I don't know what to do. So what'd you do? So we just we went all the way up, and we started walking around. And I am I think I'm a little sensitive to, to energies, yeah. and it was just, I didn't like it there. Did you go up to the roof? We no, we didn't go up to oh. the roof, but we walked. We went to a floor, and it's very like hostel, yeah, uh, yeah where yeah. it's like a community bathroom kind of thing. Yeah, and so we just kind of walked around, and I got. I totally want to go. I know you should go. I know I want to go. I don't know if it's open or not, but I know it was real cheap to stay there. Yeah, right. we didn't stay there. Se- but seems like it would be. No, definitely. I'm like, surprised you didn't stay there, Patrick. I know. On your visit. You should have. I totally did. You can't tell me the W is not the Cecil Hotel. I'm telling you, it's not. <laughs> It's not like I have expensive taste. I'm just <laughs> afraid at the W. But then eventually someone caught us after like literally like five minutes of us Bitches walking around. get out of here. Yeah, and I was so glad they did because I did yeah. not like it up there. God, can you imagine working there? Like imagine being on staff at the oh, Cecil. God. And they must deal with people like me all the time. All the time. It's like they, they have more of us than they do guests. Oh, I'm right, sure. You know? But it is like a less than $100 a night kind of place. Like I can't it's remember. so crazy. I can't. I can't remember if it's open or not. I have to look that up. But oh, it's time to wrap it up. Oh my god, oh. this has been so much fun. So fun. Nice. I'm sorry I got so mad about the Catholic Church. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it happens to all of us. Yes, it really does. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so tell people again where to find you guys and what's going on. Uh. So you can find Obsessed with Abducted in Plain Sight anywhere you get your podcasts. Um. You can find my other podcast, True Crime Obsessed, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh. You can check out our network. It's the Obsessed network.com and you can see all the podcasts we make. Awesome. Yeah, and for me, I don't know. I'm so terrible at the social media stuff, but <laughs> all of my socials are Sky Borgman, and my yes. production company is Top Not Films. And you can watch Netflix anywhere if you have. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it. true. That's yeah. true. Yes, and I highly recommend it. Wait, did I say obsessed with? What did I say? Oh, what did you say? I don't know what I said. You I, can watch. You can watch. Does obs- anybody have holy water? I think <laughs> Patrick is truly. <laughs> it's your your movie is called Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh, it is? It is. <laughs> it is. It is. That's what it's called. And you can watch it anywhere. But go watch it if you haven't. And also go watch The Devil and Father Amor. So <laughs> weird, you guys. Don't go in with high hopes. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course. All right. Well, now you got some stuff to go binge watch and uh, listen to as well. And lots of sleep paralysis today. But you know what? It wouldn't be a ghosted episode if we didn't talk about it. Guys, I love you guys so much. And again, I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy. Um, You can always go listen to old episodes in the meantime. And I think I'm going to do this thing that I'm going to commit to where I am just on this podcast feed. um, So you don't have to do anything as long as you're subscribed. I'm going to uh, just post little you know, maybe 10, 15 minute episodes of me just talking, not even necessarily just about ghosts, just, just talking. Um, and you can definitely listen to it if you want to be kept company. Um, and we'll see how that goes. So I'm going to start doing that next week. So look out for those. I, of course, you can find me on Instagram at Ross Dressfulass, Cameo, Ross Dressfulass, Venmo, Queen Ross. You can join our Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dressfulness, if you have a spooky story. Also, I want to do a listener episode again coming up soon. So be sure to send me those ghost stories at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And be sure to put listener episode in the subject line. Please rate the show five stars on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about it. Maybe they want to listen to it while we're uh, locked up. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!
Podcast Network.